T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Gresh and Fourier. Tatum with four, with three. Swing it, intercepted by Hero. And a foul called with point nine. The Celtics turn it over. Andy Gresh. Well, the Bruins are first to 80 points. 4-2 in Montreal. Christian Fourier. Guess who he signed? Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. Game 72 million. Mm-hmm. And then guess who he traded? Traded D-Hop for a running back. Man, Brock Osweiler lasted long in Houston and skipped in the military. And skipping didn't go to the military. Mm-hmm. He, he terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Skip, I was long-winded. He terrible. And he ain't going to make no difference. Mm-hmm. Gresh and Fourier right now. Obviously a really, really difficult decision. Uh, the conversation itself was uh, one of the more difficult ones that I've had. You know, obviously the, the DFA process needs to play out. And so there's you know, limited amount that I want to say about it um, until it does. But, you know, I, I think more than anything, this is just a function of where we're at uh, in the offseason and with our 40-man roster. We are, there, there are no easy decisions. On WEEI. That's right. That Red Sox 40-man roster is so good. It's in such good shape right now. You're going to ship out a reliever that you paid last year and, Eat about seven and a half million dollars. Welcome to Red Sox Baseball 2023, ladies and gentlemen. Gresham Fourier here with you. 104 is the time. Thank you for making us your uh, choice in midday sports talk radio all across New England. Good afternoon to all of our affiliates. 103, uh, 103.7 FM down in Providence, 105.5 FM in Springfield, Worcester, Cape in the Islands, up in New Hampshire, and in the great state of Maine. Celtics lose to the Heat 98 95. We talked about that in the Joe Missoula decision to or not use a timeout. Bruins beat the Canadians 4-2, to two and they still grind every night and play like they're fighting for a playoff spot. But I know we did the quarterback carousel about a half hour ago, mm-hmm. and um, there was a piece of Tom Brady audio yesterday that was in the open, and we were heard on the show, but you and I didn't really have time to kind of discuss it or yeah. give our thoughts on it. Uh, Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast with uh, the awful Jim Gray, his buddy Scratchy, uh, asked Tom Brady a uh, question, and, well, here's how that all sounded. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratchy. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. 
<laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Fake as hell. So fake. Tom. Who? <laughs> who swears that perfectly? Yeah. I did. Someone, did. Who, rehearse, someone who rehearses it. There, you know what? There you go. Yeah. There you go. It was let like. Me, let me was, try it again. Hey, Tom? Scratchy, ask me. Tom, at, Scratchy, ask me one more time. I just. Hold on. Larry, hold Tom? on while we kind of work this out. Fitzgerald's sitting there going, geez, okay, come on. What are we doing? I don't who, think who, who those are guys are on all at the same time. Well, that time they were. Oh, they were. Oh, that time so they that, were. Oh, so that. Oh, yeah, that so time they Larry were. Fitz is now Larry, a part at of the, the end. At, well, he, normally they're Surprise not. Patriot fans haven't screamed for that guy. He used well, to no, be they, good. No, they have bringing Larry Fitz. They don't scream for him anymore. But there used to be that one picture by the Hertz rental counter at oh, Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right there, everybody. Right there, everybody goes crazy over. Yeah. Uh, this was complete poppycock. And why? Why huh? would it be? Why would Tom. they need to be? Why would they need to kind of you know manufacture this anger? Right? Okay. I'm going to act like I'm really mad. Because he's sick of hearing it. And I think he's taking frustrations out on other people. Divorce will do that to someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that he's now processing, like, the rest of his life or the other part of his life or, you know, which 25-year-old Instagram model he's going to snuggle up to, all that stuff. Uh, it's real rough choices. Oh, which private school am I going to put my kids in? What's the construction like on Billionaire Row for my property? Oh, by the way, I'm 45 years old, but teams are going to be slobbering all over themselves to get my services to still play football. Like, hey, we're in a real, it's a real rough patch in, in Tom Brady's life. That said, when's the first time Tom Brady yelled at you? Um, Actually, never. Wait a minute. Never. You play with a guy for never. three years. Four years. Four. Yeah. And he never. never he knew better. Stop it. <laughs> he never did. I don't. I. Hand to God. He never snapped at you. He no. never yelled at you. It was never get on the other effing side. No. I never messed up. Stop. I, I mean, I mean, I messed up. I mean, as far as like maybe I ran the route wrong and maybe I slipped one. Or he never once or said twice. anything terse to you. No. You were in the wrong effing spot. Never. Whatever it was. Never. Not once. Not once. You brought this up. I was like, dude, I never. It's never happened. So you, hold on a second now. Because uh, I don't know the injury history or anything like that. But we'll just work on even numbers here, right? So you would have played a minimum of 16 games a year with Tom Brady over a four-year period. Yeah. Well, so we're talking about 64 yeah. games. Never missed a game. Play, you played 70 games with Tom yeah. Brady, let's say, with playoffs. And not one time? Not, not even at nope, not even at a practice. Never. Hand to God. Ever. I am shocked and Never. flummoxed by this. I don't understand why that would surprise you. Like I because I, I, I don't because it's who I he is. Mess, I don't mess up. It's not about that as well. It's also the hey, he could have made a mistake in yelling at you or been like, hey, dude, tell you, hey, listen, we went back and watched film and it's the whole as eh, rough on you, my bad, saw the film, da da da, all that stuff. I think at that point in time, um, I was obviously older than him. You know, uh, and, and less accomplished. You know, they had already won a Super Bowl. When I came in, I already, like, you weren't going to tell me what to do. And it's not to, like, toot my own horn, but I kind of knew how things were supposed to go. But toot, and, toot. Well, but I wasn't necessarily fast, but I was never, I never was out of alignment. I never lined up on the wrong side. I mean, I never ran the wrong route. You drop a ball he threw at you to I even know, get him sure, looking but, cross-eyed? But so what? But there, I will tell you, like, there was the only time there was ever any kind of, issues and i don't even think he remembers because it turns out that he ended up having a concussion i didn't even know about it we ran this we were playing against the the washington redskins at the time 
Um, and uh, we had some stupid play. And Joe, um, um, who Joe and Juzy will co-sign on this with me. We had this stupid play. It was called unbalanced right, right. So the tackle would swap to the left side, and I would now be the tackle, and I was right next to Joe. So you replaced the tackle that flipped over yeah. to the strong, other side. So it was a strong right. side left. So you'd have what a guard and a tackle. So you have two tackles and right. probably a wing guy. For some reason, heavy set left. Nice. Yes, exactly. With uh, you know short side with a tight end as a tackle. And the whole idea was to, okay, you're going uh, real complicated type stuff right here. Uh, you're going blue or red. Blue meant we're going left. Red meant we're going right. Boy, that was real cool. high end stuff. Is. And so many people screwed it up. <laughs> so You'd be amazed at how many people screwed up. Why is blue left? Well, it's the only word we can think of that has an L in it, which would remind you that we're going left. What about red? Oh, red. Red is with the R, meaning right. I get it. Bam. We used to do animals. Okay. Lion, rabbit. I did that with my eighth grade football team this year. Tight end on the right was red. Tight end on the left was blue. Not hard. You would think. You would think. (laughs) You would think. It's amazing. The simplest things get complicated with grown men being paid to play a kid's sport. Whatever. So sure enough, we get up there. Joe and I know the call. We see the front and we go, okay, this is blue. Red! Red! Uh, We're going to get killed. We run blue. I mean, sorry, we go red. Sure as hell, we get blown up. It doesn't work. Call another play. Here comes unbalanced left again. Joe and I are next to each other again. Blue, blue. Oh, that's not right. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stats and hot. Bam. Sure enough, they run it the wrong way. Play gets blown up. Third time. Third time they run it. And I know it's coming because it's this down and distance that we talked about. And sure as hell, I'm looking at Joe. I'm like, he's like, he's going to screw this up. And I'm literally having a conversation with Joe and Juzy as the play is going on. And he calls the front again wrong. Calls it wrong again, which, by the way, never happened. He never gets it wrong. So I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? And we're like, it's red, red, blue, blue, red, it's red. You know, he goes through his whole cadence and sure as hell we run the same stupid play and gets blown up again. Never ran that. I've never seen the Patriots run that particular lineup <laughs> since then. Three plays and out. I, no, no. It, they've never. They, I don't think they've. They've ran an over. Uh, they ran unbalanced, unbalanced line. but with extra tight ends. Right. But never with the tight end next to the guard. I can't remember the last time. But I don't think it's ever happened again. So sure as hell, we're we're like yelling at him in the huddle, and and he's just looking at us with this blank face, this blank look on his face, and I'm like, I don't know what the frick is wrong with this dude like what a stupid idiot it's, just, we, it's the same call we just ran it same look sure as hell we lose the game walking off the field with brady and he has no freaking clue zero clue of what happened he doesn't know that he messed up the call he doesn't remember that he called the play he was concussed he was concussed <laughs> he didn't know he didn't know what he was doing so he, he didn't know no where idea. he was he had no idea what was going on and i remember being so angry i was like i can't believe you kept screwing this up he's like dude i didn't even know he had no clue what was going on and i was like i was like huh okay well that that's that and then the next and then the next game we beat the tennessee titans and we didn't lose again until the next year 21 in a row we lost the Pittsburgh steelers that was the last game they won Last game that we lost that season, that whole little dynasty. Yeah, so that was the only time like we had ever had words. And even then, it was like, oh, my bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I would have thought there would have been a moment in there where no. at some point he might have 
raised his voice a little bit. No. I don't know if you know the running joke for Seinfeld fans, because I like Seinfeld, but uh, they always had the joke within the show that when Jerry Seinfeld gets upset and he yells at people, you almost laugh at him because his voice hits an octave that either you don't expect or it's like there are certain people that when they yell, it's kind of funny because... Like, they they might be angry, but they don't appear angry. Or their voice doesn't really peak or anything like that. I kind of feel a little bit of that with Brady. That, like, whenever he gets... Because he'll do the let's go and try to get people fired up. But that if he was really, like, getting into you, that it would almost kind of be like... Like, you almost want to giggle because he has such of this... All-American boy, well, at one point, yeah. Yeah. he's got the all-American looks and the all-American boy, and you would think, oh, my God, and yet he's yelling at you, and, like, his voice kind of hits this weird sort of octave, and you're kind of like, <laughs> look, Brady's mad. No, it is funny. But I'll tell you, the only quarterback to ever really yell at me Who? Uh, was a guy that played here. Um, Brady's, let's see if you can guess, play a little game here. He was one of the four quarterbacks on the roster, Brady's first year as a Patriot. First year, Brady. First so, year. That first year, they kept four quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, obviously Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe, Brady, John Freeze. Bam. Wow, you. you got that. Yeah, yep. John Freeze. I wanted to John Freeze. Yeah, wait, was this yeah. in Seattle? Seattle? Yeah, playing against the Denver Broncos. All right, quickly, I need to hear this. No, no, the no, land no, man, no. Because Billy, because landmine trending is coming up. I, I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What did? No. What did? No. What'd you do to get I John Freeze to yell at it you? Was, we were playing against the Broncos. I was a rookie. It was late in the game. We were trying to win, and I dropped like two flat routes back to back. And he was screaming and yelling at me, and I wanted to strangle his little skinny butt. But he was right. So I just put my head down and went back in the huddle. And I didn't talk to anybody for the next forty-eight hours. Just, That's it. Just quickly, would someone like that, considering they're a backup? They're sort of picking their spots, right? Well, he was like starting. your rookie. Oh, he was, he was the a starter. starter he was a starter. They'd get those. We oh. had like five different quarterbacks, but he was starting. He was trying to get paid. No wonder why you left so, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. He was not happy with me. But that's it. That yeah. was it. Because yeah. I don't. Because I don't think John Freeze is yelling at Walter Jones. No, he was not. But Walter never missed. He never messed up. He just never went to practice. <laughs> <laughs> but he also he never missed. He, he, there was not. You can't find one piece of film. And I don't know how many years Walter Jones, a Hall of Fame left tackle that played for the Seattle Seahawks, that where he ever got beat. It is pretty fascinating how good that guy was, and he skipped camp every year. That's one of the more things that that's one of the Nobody things cared. I'm, I'm more amazed at. Nobody cared. All right, so there you go. I yeah, thought Brady was. would yell to you, and sorry instead, to ruin your your day. John Freeze, yeah. wherever you are, USOB, you yelled he's at Christian Idaho. Fourier. He's a hunter. Oh, he is. Oh, so he's in the woods. He's ready. Turkeys. I. I Killing turkey stole my line. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Are certain Patriot coaches not living the semi-charmed kind of life like uh, Joe Judge, maybe Matt Patricia, maybe <laughs> dun, 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 Steve Belichick? Of course, the East-West Shrine game, uh, the Patriot coaches are all over that thing. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo, and Bill O'Brien are listed as coaches in a supervisory role. Yeah. And then you got Troy Brown as the head coach. You have Brian Belichick as like a co-defensive coordinator in this one. You've got all these different coaches in all these different roles. Like Billy Yates is going to do something. Some guy they just got who apparently was like a grad assistant in Arkansas. He's coming in as well. They got all these, right, all the... Vinny Sinceri, people like that. People you really couldn't probably pick out of a lineup, quite mm-hmm. honestly, outside of Troy Brown. And the interwebs is making a big deal that there's no Matt Patricia, there's no Joe Judge, and there's no Steve Belichick. Nope. What do you make of this? Is this much ado about nothing? Well, it is interesting because even in the supervisory role is what they're calling Bill, Gerard, and Bill O'Brien. They are the supervisory role, which means... They're the Michael Scotts of that situation. It's like, eh, you know what? This is not important enough for me to, to you know, to donate, uh, you know, to you know, enough time to this. Like, I'm just not really dedicated to just doing this full time. So let's just go ahead and put myself in a supervisory role. Um, but the other guys, I feel like you don't, like... So I think this is an opportunity for Bill to say, let me give you... Uh, young uh, coach Brian Be- Belichick, uh, Mike Pellegrino, uh, Ross Douglas, and Troy Brown. All you inexperienced, maybe possible, want to be head coach at some point in time. You guys are going to run the show. I'm just going to hover. I'm just going to make sure you don't screw up. If you do something stupid, I'm going to tell you so you can fix it. Joe Judge, you don't need to be there. You've done this before. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need this. Matt Patricia, you don't need this. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Steve Belichick, well, I don't want to be there anyways. Right? So it's that type of relationship. The thing that stood out to me more is that Gerard Mayo is in the supervisory role. Is that part of oh. the whole is that why is it Steve Belichick in that supervisory role? Is this part Well that's is the, this part of the assistant head coach thing? Well everyone and is, with Bill O'Brien. Everyone has gone to the well, of course that what it what it means. Steve Belichick must be fired because of this. So stupid. But people are gonna feed into that narrative. But I'm with you. Again, I don't think they give Gerard Mayo the D.C. role, but the assistant head coach role allows him to be elevated without usurping Junior Belichick. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And so just by having Bill O'Brien is officially like he's I guess it's not official yet, but he's a def, uh, he's the offensive coordinator. Gerard Mayo is your defensive coordinator and Bill's obviously the head coach. So you bring these two guys in, and what do we? What does Troy Brown know? Like I don't know. Like not to be disrespectful, what does he know about you know implementing plays? What does he know about putting together a game plan? I don't know. What does ah. he know? What does he know about any of that stuff? Delegating roles and See, responsibilities. Now we're getting to the meat yeah, of the what does matter. He know? Not only is this about evaluating the players, which by the way, 
That's what I think Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, because you and I kind of agree, it'd be a real stick it to him if Matt Patricia just got punted out of the organization. But he's been in a role where he's been evaluating players, not only in Detroit, for whatever that's worth, but also here. Joe Judge, a former head coach, you're right. He didn't need to be a part of this. He can do whatever, evaluate kickers. You could send him out for other visits and things like that. Hell, he can talk to players. But see, what I think is going on here is that when they put Bill O'Brien in that supervisory role, Bill O'Brien's going to get to see which guys can coach and that he wants to keep. To me, this is also about after processing it a little bit, because think about it, right? You got... um, Someone named Tyler Hughes, who's going to coach the tight ends. You have Billy Yates, who is the assistant offensive line coach. You have someone named Evan Rothstein, who's going to be the running back coach at this East-West Shrine Bowl. Vinny Sinceri is going to coach the wide receivers. And then you have Troy Brown, who is running the whole thing. To me, Bill O'Brien, as like you said, he's going to be the de facto offensive coordinator. So is he really breaking down a ton of college kids, a bunch that he's seen? Or isn't he really watching the coaches on the staff? I can do this with this guy. He'll be okay. I can get this dude up to speed. How much of this are the supervisory coaches looking at these other dudes, and in particular, maybe not so much Mayo and Steve Belichick, but in particular, Bill O'Brien, these guys can coach, or, hey, Bill, we need to go outside and bring in this guy that I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's um as much of that anymore because I don't think a lot of these coaches, these assistant coaches, are locked in contract-wise. We're not getting rid of them. We're not firing them. I think he's, uh, you know, if he really wanted, like, a special, a certain tight end coach, I think he could get it. I think this is more about – Does he want to give people a chance, though? Well, no, I, I think I think this is Bill mandated. I don't think this is Bob mandated. And Bob, remember, is Bill O'Brien. Of course. So um, I think this is Bill mandated because um, I'm not going to let you, like, you have to be able, none of these guys have, have really coached. They haven't led an organization. Troy Brown being in charge is going to say, all right, listen, um, I'm Bill O'Brien, and um, here's what I want you to do, Troy. Go ahead. These are the offensive plays. This is what you should do. Okay. Well, listen. Don't run that play. Let this. But he's allowing these guys opportunities to learn, to be in a like uh, a leadership position. Troy Brown is actually now. Why Troy Brown? Is he the oldest guy? Is he the most respected? It's time. It's time to see what's there. He's oh yes. Been a, he's been a position coach. Yeah. He played in the league. Now I think <clears throat> you find out whether does he have some chops for this or is he just a position coach? I do think that's part of it, and maybe. And maybe, um, you know, uh, Troy, wasn't Troy Brown on this on the team when Bill O'Brien was there? I feel like he was. Uh, I think so. End of his career was 07, 08. So, and Bill O'Brien was there in 07, wasn't he? Or was it 06? I think it was 07. I can't even remember. No, no. It was, uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on. Troy Brown played until 07. Yeah. It was one game in 07. O'Brien, I think, might have come in in 07. But Troy's also been around the organization as yeah, well, things yeah. like that. But regardless. Yeah, I don't really – I um, wonder if there's good some coach evaluation going on. I think the biggest piece of this pie as far as figuring out why they're doing it is I don't want to do it. I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> I do think – so I'm going to you know check all the boxes. Hey, listen, I don't want to be in charge. I have other things to do. I'm Gerard Mayer. I'm Bill O'Brien. 
I'm trying to, you know, get all my things together, you know. And, and oh, by the way, I may want to interview players. Remember, it's a, it's the East-West Shrine game, so it's no different than the Senior Bowl. All the players are there. Bill will sit there, and he'll – I met with Bill at the Shrine game. I met with him at the Shrine game. It was like a scene out of the natural. He was in this hotel room. He sat way in the back. He maybe sit in front of him. All the lights are off, and sure enough, he says, pick out a game. He has all these tapes. He said, pick out your – your best and your worst game that you think is your best and your worst game. I picked out what I thought that was his whole kind of trick. And then he made me play the my worst game. And he sat there in back of me, and he just went through the game. Tell me about this play. So he will do that. Bill will sit there. He will meet with players. O'Brien will meet with players. Gerard Mayo will probably most definitely meet with players while these guys are putting together a game plan. Meeting with the guys and going watching film as they're getting treatment. Like they're going to be doing the labor, the hard work. These other three guys are talking to players, interviewing players. That's what they're doing. Interesting. So you don't think it is, uh, you don't think it is sort of fait accompli that we read too much into this of certain people who are and aren't there? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, um, uh, the- like, does it matter that Steve Belichick is at least publicly or a part of this coaching staff not there? And By the way, the- DeMarcus Covington is going to be the defensive coordinator of one of the teams at the Senior Bowl. I would say, like, not that, uh, not to be, again, disrespectful, but like, this is what the, the you know, the scrubs get. You okay, know, no, I mean, listen, it's, it's a lot of assistants. Hey, it's a I, lot it just, of guys in different positions. Think about it. You but it's also the, running the Bill O'Brien offense, at least you would think. And so, some of those guys have to, can I digest and communicate it to other people? Which is interesting because Troy Brown as the as the head coach and Ross Douglas as the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, do these guys even know? The, what, what are they? So you're telling me these guys, right. without knowing Bill O'Brien's system, are going to be able to teach that system to a bunch of college kids trying to impress for the first time. They don't know how to coach it. I'll t- I can teach you how to run a corner route, but in this, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never run it before, so I. It's it's going to be. It's it's. I don't think they're going to be. Bill O'Brien is saying here, run this offense. I mean, maybe maybe he shows up and he says, "Here, guys, I I, I broke up my offense. I dumbed it down because those aren't those aren't overly complicated no, either. Like five you, runs, some of those you can't pass right. Yeah, you can't do this crazy stuff. Do you have good technique? Front. Can you take coaching? Yeah, nobody's like. There's no exotic blitzes. You're not playing Tampa two. You're playing two, three, and maybe some sort of man coverage. And the fronts are going to be basic, right? Linebacker. It's none of this hybrid crap. They don't do that. Um, so, we yeah, have, I don't really look into it that much. We have to note for tomorrow um, Fourier's meeting with Bill at the Shrine game. We have to make a note. No, we we got to nerd out with that. Well, oh, you really? I think we can nerd out with Well, maybe not. Well, no, we got we to gotta revisit that. And the reason is is because I want to get to this. Uh, the awards or the NFL honors, they call it, yeah. are going to be like one or two days before the Super Bowl, I think it is. Actually, I think they might tape it on like a Tuesday or Thursday, and then they They'll air it over the up. week. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, anyway. Who's hosting? Here, I have no idea. <laughs> don't don't take me down that road, please. Probably somebody from NFL Network yeah, that I hasn't know. done anything in a yeah. while. Here are your NFL MVP finalists. Tell me who you would vote for, Foye. MVP finalists. All right. All right, we got Patrick Mahomes, okay. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Jefferson. 
Wow, wide receiver in there. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that. Well, he came in the top five, so we know Jefferson. So fifth. Jalen Hurts, um, um, Josh Mahomes, Allen, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes Hurts, Allen, Burrow. Ooh man! All right, so it's not Justin Jefferson. It's not Josh Allen. Um, this one to me is almost unanimous. Who's going to win? Well, you're going to say Jalen Hurts? No, God, no. Okay, so it's so it's uh, so it's Mahomes and so a landslide. Okay, yeah, that's what I was. I sometimes I think that you know. Um, they don't want to give it to the same guy. They don't want to keep rewarding the same guy. It's like, you know, similar to the NBA MVP. It's like, ah, oh, you won it two years in a row. We want somebody else to win it, even though you have better numbers. But, no, it is Patrick Mahomes. Didn't miss any games. Hurts missed some games. Listen, unbelievable year for him and the Eagles. And even Joe Burrow, I would say, no, it's Mahomes by a landslide. AP comeback player of the year. This is actually tougher than I thought it was going to be. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, Giants running back Saquon Barkley, or 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey? That's a tough one. All three of those guys are actually worthy. Now, I would so cross. So Geno wasn't hurt. I would cross McCaffrey off. So then it's Saquon or Geno Smith. Geno Smith went like 10 years between a massive amount of starts got a team to the playoffs, and played halfway decent. See, Barkley had a great run this year. And wasn't he hurt last year? Uh, yeah. He got hurt. See, to me, the comeback player of the year isn't necessarily just injury-related. Oh, see, for me it is. Yeah, okay. Well, there. Because uh, to me, Geno Smith, I mean. What are you, coming, you, what are you coming back from? Like, you, not sucking? Like, what are yeah. your challenges? No, like, you're, that's, you're, that's, you're coming back from the depths of the bench. To be a to be one of the fourteen quarterbacks in the playoffs, Adrian Peterson blowing out his knee and then coming back for rushing over two thousand yards—that's a comeback player. That's a guy, Alex Smith, almost losing a leg. That's a comeback player. Uh, guys that have massive injuries, will you ultimately say, "Holy cow, there's no way they can do it," but they they do more, they sacrifice more, they just they gut through it, and they actually play football again. So a guy that just wasn't technically talented enough to be a starter, was drafted in the second round, was a starter, then was playing behind Russell Wilson, and then is a starter again. I really don't feel like he's a comeback player. Tannehill in 2019 won it, and it was more of just bounce back here. Yeah, see, I, I look at it differently. Okay. See, I look at it differently. I know you say it's just, well, how do you look at it? Is that the way you well, see no, it? Well, no, it's it, kind of the, who had, like, if Gronk retires for a year and then comes back, and plays great football, and they want to do him as a comeback player. See, kind of all me, fits. That is that is weird the way they they define it's that. It's like role. the BBWAA. Is, you're kind of uh, you know, guy, like, what does comeback really mean? To James different Conner, people, it's different. Uh, the, the running back for uh, where is he? Was it Pitt? And no, he was uh, Arizona. He's, he's at Arizona. Yeah, dude had cancer in college. Right, uh, he didn't have it when he was in the pros. But that's that type of thing where you get. Jamar Hamlin I think, will probably be the comeback player of the year like, when he comes back. I, I thought Kurt Warner won it one year when he went from like the Giants to Arizona just because he started and had a good year. We can we'll parse through this later. Okay. AP Defensive Player of the Year finalists: 49ers Nick Bosa, Cowboys Michael Parsons, Chiefs Chris Jones. Ooh, Bo, I'm leaning towards Bosa. Didn't he lead the league in sacks? He did. That's your guy. I'm going Parsons. Really? Yeah, I think the. Uh, yeah, I just go Parsons. I know we're getting up against it. AP Offensive Player of the Year finalists. Mahomes is in there. Dolphins wide receiver Tyree Kill. 
Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Well, this is where they'll probably split the vote because this is, the, the this end, is where the wide receiver will get a little love. So they yeah, make they all do. the wide receivers the feel okay. Yeah, but it sh- if you win the MVP, that uh, you should win offensive player uh, like, of the year. Like in, in college, like if you're a quarterback and you win the Heisman Trophy, you should probably win the Davey O'Brien Award also. <laughs> Here are the final three for the AP Coach of the Year finalists: Brian Dayball, Kyle Shanahan. Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson. Well, it's it's it's. I can make a case for Kyle Shanahan, but it will probably go to Doug Peterson because how it should how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars were yep. and how left for dead they were. What Urban Meyer did to that franchise and how they just with and then they make it to the playoffs. They basically play two playoff games. They have a play in game, and then they actually make it to the playoffs. They host the game. And they win it? Yeah. I don't think you it's can. It's got to be Peterson. And it was like, what were the expectations for the Jacksonville Jaguars before the season started? And who was the catalyst for them getting to where they finished? Right. Doug Peterson. I'm with you. Uh, rookie of the year finalists on offense. Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker. 49ers wide receiver Garrett. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Get the hell out of here with that. Sentimental favorite. Uh, Did you know he was the last pick in the draft? I heard that before. Uh, Defensive rookie of the year. I don't even know why I'm going to mention uh, Tariq Woolen and Aiden Hutchinson. It's Sauce Gardner in a landslide. Hutchinson was a close second, though. Uh, For playing that position and being as dominant as he was, I thought it was pretty impressive. And as the lines got better, he got better. So I can at least see that a little bit. All right, there you go. They'll get those out on, I think, like February 9th. And uh, Kelly Clarkson is hosting. Kelly Clarkson is hosting. Right? right I got that right term? That is correct. Uh, Somebody text that in, too. All right. I didn't know. Kelly Clarkson is the girl. Well, that'd be great. Okay. That's when you think football. Think, think think you think you yeah. think Kelly Clarkson. Yep. Oh boy. Uh are you done brings us home next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Gresh and Fourier. Are you done is proudly brought to you by Unified Office. If you run a business... You know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing income and customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. Billy Lanny, are you done? I am not. Just a quick little story out of the NBA today. So for the past few years, they have uh, haven't necessarily done East versus West for the All-Star. They've had uh, team captains. So whoever the highest vote getter is, that's the captain of that side. Uh, this year, they're shaking things up a little Ooh. bit. So they're still doing the top vote getters of the captain, but they're drafting their teams before tip-off. Really? So, oh, pe- so players knew, you know, I, I forget what it was, might have been days in advance, 
but they would have LeBron and Durant or so LeBron le- and Giannis. Straight up like old school schoolyard. I pick my team right then and there. You come to my side and we play. Hand you a jersey. Do it. I actually, I actually like that a little better, to be honest with you. I just hate the fact that I feel like they're going to drag it out. Like, if you were doing this when you were kids, it was like, wait, listen, we only Quick. got 20 minutes for lunch. I got you. You got, okay, bam, who's last? I'll take them. That was the first thing I thought of, too, was Phil Kessel. And I forget what year it was when the NHL did it. And it was just a shot oh, of poor yeah. Phil Kessel <laughs> sitting there by himself, getting not getting picked. I he was like the that. last guy at the end of the first round that. of the NFL draft where it's like, oh, he's fallen <laughs> 20 spots. There, like I love Quinn. that. Yeah, Brady Quinn, right? Yeah. So the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's cool that it's like spontaneous and pick it, but I got to assume that it's somewhat planned because on names on jerseys. Um, well, you know I, I mean? listen, it's, listen, you have two jerseys. You have a white jersey. Oh, yeah. You know, it you can have two different simple. jerseys. Yeah. Could be It'll be simple. easy. Problem easy solved. fix. There you go. Bam. Let's go. Problem Sign solved. the other one for charity. Auction yeah, it off. Exactly. Do but something feel good. Make the money. first thing I thought of was poor Phil Kessel. So hopefully, uh, let's see who the Whoa. final draft you know what, is. That's, you know what would be a good bet, though? Okay. Once we know who the actual participants are, to kind of have a little side bet amongst, amongst uh, show friends. Uh, and, and, you know, to try to determine uh, who is the last picked. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check what the odds are the Friday before. Well, do you think, they, you think they'd have that? Yeah, I don't see why. Who no. the last? I, I, I feel know. like that maybe should be a prop bet. Maybe no, because if the players are choosing, then it can easily be fixed. So, yeah, no, that's probably not Good up there. Good point. Good point. Are you done? Are, I are am. Are you done? Yep. Terp, are you done? I'm not done. So I guess yoga is supposed to be relaxing, but not for this Florida Yoga? Man. Yes, yoga. Okay. Have you ever participated in yoga? No, but we were just talking about how I should, we should probably both do He it. stood up and goes, oh, my hips are tight. And I'm like, <laughs> did he? I do yoga. <laughs> well, so this Florida man was at a outdoor yoga class Florida and <laughs> there was an iguana fight in a tree above him. And a 30 pound iguana came down and hit this man. As he was doing yoga, we have audio. They were they were live streaming it, so we have audio of this iguana coming down and hitting this man, oh, this I behemoth this. of an animal. Here we go. All right. Lift your hips and just hold for one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> so the so the yoga group it was called it's called Legion Park Yoga. And they released a statement on Instagram after the fact. They said, update, there was an iguana fight and one fell out of the tree. Unfortunately, it dropped on our dear yogi, Michael. Thankfully, Michael is safe, although he and we were all a little shaken. Thanks for the amazing paramedics that happened to be there buying flowers. What happened to this guy? This thing fell out of what? It sliced him up? It was a 30-pound iguana, and I guess it just fell on this guy. And he didn't need any serious medical attention. He actually refused to go to the hospital. So he continued his yoga instructions from what I'm gathering. I I guess that's the best way to uh, cure your injuries. They said there was a yoga fight, so two iguanas were up in a tree fighting each other. Yes. And then it fell on a guy doing yoga. So that, that obviously was the loser. It's oh, like their no version of, of King of the Mountain. Luckily, it wasn't King of the Hill. Luckily, it wasn't goat yoga on that <laughs> situation right there, huh? Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? I am done. Fourier, you done? Actually, I am done. Oh my! So you actually get to to, to close it out today? Well, hit it again, Terp, on the whole. Fourier's done. Are you so done? He's are, done. Are you done? Are you done? Fourier, my uh, are you done? Is actually kind of a question for you. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the great coaching families in football, 
Uh, they're uh, getting an interview for uh, an offensive coordinator job. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have requested permission to interview Jacksonville passing game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter for their OC Ooh. job. Did you come across any Cooters in the no, NFL when I you were there? No, I did not, but he was in Detroit, wasn't he, for a while? He wasn't was he in there? Detroit and Philadelphia, but apparently these Cooters can coach. Oh, my gosh. So the thing about Jim Bob Cooter was the fact that uh, Matt Patricia obviously inherited him. Uh, and he stayed on, then the offense was thriving, mm-hmm. and then got rid of him, and then it all hell broke loose. Do you think Cooter in uh, Tampa, put some Cooter in Tampa, and that's enough to get Brady back? Put some Cooter in Tampa. Put some Cooter right next to Mons Venus. All right. Now you took it to the next I level. I was asking about the Cooter oh. football family. Oh, so was I. I was talking about put Bob Cooter right. right over there. He'll oh. give you what we're talking about. All right. We're done. <laughs> I'm done. We're Are you done sure? here. Yes. Right. We better be. Enough Cooter talk. We got Fitzy and Hart and Mego coming up on uh, Mego and Arcan. Uh, <laughs> Justin and Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Tomorrow, 11 o'clock, Andrew Raycroft. At 1.30, our last chat with Michael Irvin. And we got a lot of football and Celtics to get to as well. We'll see you at 10 a.m. Mega and Arcander next. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.